the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Learning to be dependent on God's power in a world that says we can't be dependent on anyone. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. We're looking at God's power and how He is totally sufficient, how our dependence upon Him can be utterly and completely safe and secure. In a day and age where we're called to depend upon self only, it's refreshing to know that we can go to God and trust Him and His power. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1-16. through 16. Won't you join us with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing? Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. It says it very clearly here, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why should we be frustrated? Now, God is going to reach people, and He's reached us and convinced us and shown us and revealed Himself to us, most importantly. And we have given our life to Christ. And there's people here, maybe today, you don't know the Lord, but God's drawing you here because he wants you to know him. But the issue here is the natural man does not receive the, spirit, the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. It's too simple. You know, they just had a professional athlete come out, say that he was an atheist, and, and they paraded him around for a couple of weeks. They'll do that for a little while. They'll parade him around for a little while. And I, just, I said, well, if you don't want to believe in God, that's up to him. He better hope he's right. Other than that, that's between him and God. I don't get caught up in that stuff. I don't, I don't get it. But you just, all right. You better know that you know. Now, we know he don't know. But, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, is that it's foolishness. Why? Because it's so simple. Because it's, 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 it's so easy. It's so simple that, that right now the same messages that we're hearing and hear about salvation, our children in the other room are being taught the same things. And they understand it. And, but to mankind, it's not complicated enough. It's not weird enough. It's not strange enough. It's not, it's, it's too simple. I want to be impressive. I want to know the hit. I want to know things that, that, that make me, and this is what happened with Eve in the garden. Her desire to know drove her to obe- disobedience. God knows that the day that you eat of this fruit, you're going to be like him, knowing the difference between good and evil. And in her mind, well, somebody knows something I don't know. I'm going to eat that. I want that. 
I'm going to partake of the tree of good knowledge, tree of, the, uh, of good and evil because I want to know. And that's what happens with us. I, I taught about this years ago. I taught a message on curiosity. Curiosity will get you every time. And all curiosity is is the desire to know. I want to know. So I'm going to push that button. I'm going to know. So I'm going to look behind that screen. I have a desire to know. Curiosity. And this is what she did. She had a desire to know. And that's what happens with us. And so now we're resting, and it's really a form of pride. We want to know so that we appear and we don't feel like we're being left out. But for us, the simplicity of the gospel becomes foolish because it's not enough knowledge for some people. They got to have more. And it's amazing. And, and Jesus talked about it, and the apostles talked about this. He said, not many wise, not many this, not many this are able. Why? Because they, it's just too simple for them. When we come to Christ, we have to receive him as a little child. Because he knows everything. And, and, and he reveals things to us progressively. We see this through the spirit of God, but we have to be willing to rest in that. And for all of us here, we have to stop and realize, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spiritual spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Saints, stop worrying about the world's opinion of us as saints. Stop worrying about the world's opinion of, of, of you or your co-worker's opinion of you. Just keep being authentically you under the hand of Almighty God, and then let God handle the rest. Can I have an amen? You don't have to go to your, you don't have to go to do a cookout with your family and be the deepest one at the cookout. Just eat the chicken and chill out. <laughs> Relax. You don't have to prophesy, cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead, and get everybody saved at the lunch. They, they might not receive you and they think it's foolish. You already know they're going to think it's foolish because the Bible just said they're going to think it's foolish. But just be foolish and eat your chicken, you know, in their eyes. But the, the key is, is that we've all got to stop and realize that this is about me not resting in my own wisdom and cunningness and craftiness, but just relaxing and then allowing the Spirit of God to reveal to me what he wants to reveal. And then not resting in my own strength and power, but in his power. And then he's going to use me eventually to touch and reach people. But my perspective is right. I'm dependent upon his power. Not my human ingenuity and creativity. And it may look foolish to people. Well, then call me a fool. But I'm going to keep walking with Jesus. He says, nor can they know them because they are spiritually discerned. How can we expect people to discern spiritual things if they're not spiritual? And this is the point. This is why we don't get frustrated. That's why when I watch the news or why, when I hear a, a guy like this young man, you know, saying he's an atheist. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is the expectation. Now, at some point, thank God for Brother Justin Forsett and some of the brothers that frequent our church that are out there ministering to guys to help them come to the knowledge of the truth. But the key here is, is we can't get frustrated with people that are in this state. We un have to understand that, they, that they're in the state and our job is to remain authentically Christian in their midst, 
not change the message, and then draw them and not try to get into this, this back and forth to one-up each other with wisdom. When he says this, I'm going to say that. And then when they say this, oh, ooh, you got me that time. I'm going to get you back with this one, though. Can I preach here today? Because that's what we do sometimes. Now, it's a, now, now the battle is head-to-head. It's head-to-head. I don't want him to appear, feel like he knows more than me, that he got the better of that conversation. Sometimes the best thing you could do is speak the truth, knowing that people are going to say it's foolish, but then let the word work when you're not around. I feel this right now. When you go away, you let them sit with what you said. You, sometimes you're not going to win the battle up front. You're going to win it later. And you can say what you need to say to a person who's an atheist or whoever. And, and they may not receive it right there. But the word, because it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing to the sunder to the both spirit and soul and the joints and the marrow, it is God will begin to discern the very thoughts and intents of a person's heart by you just sitting and letting it go. But if you start arguing with the person, Arguing with your gay friend, arguing with that couple that wants to, you know, to be in a gay marriage, arguing with your cousin who's shacking with his girlfriend, arguing, and you get into it, and you start fighting and wrestling, not understanding that the person's just not there yet. Let the word of God work and demonstration of God's power and spirit. Work in a person's life. And don't let it become personal. Ooh, I'm just preaching this right now. I, I'm just preaching this right now. Don't let it become personal because what happens is we start letting it become personal as if the person is rejecting us. They're rejecting the message, not you. And so we let that. We have to let that go. I'm not going to be fighting with you over this. And sometimes people will pick a fight with you on purpose to see if you'll get in the flesh and cuss them out and lose your witness. Uh-huh, I got you. See, something almost came out. All of us have to stop and say, wait a minute, this is not about me coming to you with excellence of speech or human wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. I'm determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And all of us have to stop and say, this is, this is what this is all about. Because the wisdom that I have does not come from me. It comes from God. And it's a wisdom that isn't appealing to, to man's flesh. It's not appealing to the natural man. It's foolishness to the natural man. And he can't even really discern it because it can only be spiritually appraised or discerned. It, ta- it won't be until this person's spiritual goggles come on where they will be able to really even see what I'm saying. And so one plants, one waters, and then God gives the increase. Amen? And God turns the light on for a purpose, person, and then they say, man, I, now I can see what you were saying. But if we get into fights with our culture, if we get into fights with politicians, and if we're getting into fights with people on our job because they don't see what we see, 
then we're the ones that have a problem in some ways is that, and, that, and that we're not reading our Bible to understand that this is what God said would happen. That they would say what you're doing is foolish. That's foolish. How could you believe that? Because that's what I believe. But then they'll walk away and say, hmm, I do remember what they said. So you're telling me that Jesus died, was buried, and he rose from the grave for my sin? Because I know I do some bad things. And, and that he died, he stood in the place that I deserved and took the punishment that really was designed for me. Then God went to the grave to forgive me of that. Then rose to the right hand of the Father and now is sitting on the right of the Father as my justifier. And he becomes the source of my life now. And that in him I live and I move and I have my being. And then now I can find a newness of life in Jesus. People will sit back and start thinking about this. When you're long gone. When their sin starts to grip them. And the pain of their decisions start to overtake them. And they start feeling the weight of guilt and shame. All of a sudden, guess who will pop up in their mind? You. I remember that guy gave me that track. And they'll start looking for you. They'll go on Facebook. They'll go on Twitter. They'll go, and the next thing you know, somebody will pop up on your screen. You remember me? No. Well, you share the gospel with me. I have this happen to me all the time. You share the gospel with me. Oh, really? And I'm thinking, I don't even know this person. Yeah, well, praise God. What's happened? I got saved. Thank you for not arguing with me and beating me up. You just let me say that I was smart and you were dumb, but I was dumb and you were smart. And saints, what happens for us, all of us have to stop because he says this. He says in verse 15, but he who is spiritual judges all things or discerns all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged or or discerned by no one. He says, for he For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Listen to what he's saying here. But he who is spiritual is able to discern all things, to judge all things, to discern that Greek word there. We're able to see things differently. Just like Jesus walked through the streets of Jerusalem and he could see what other people couldn't see because he was spiritual. It's the same thing for us. We should be able to see what other things people may not necessarily see because we're speaking. What people are calling, well, this person has this kind of disorder. No, that's just a demon. That demon needs to be cast out of that person's life so they'll stop doing what they're doing. This person, this person just got, that person, they're just struggling. They're always depressed. That's just a spirit of depression. They need to get that depression off their life. The spirit of heaviness comes on them every time they have remembrance of a certain season in life. And they just need deliverance. And they need to rebuke the devil. They need to just get free. Jesus looked at people and he didn't see what other people saw. The woman who had the issue of blood has spent all that she had. 
And Jesus came on the scene and he brought deliverance and healing. He saw it from a different vantage point than other people. It's the same thing with us. We got to start discerning all things. Well, that person, they seem like, no, that person, you see that spirit of pride on that person. No, that's just Brother Jimmy, man. He's just mean and angry at everybody. No, that's a devil. We cast the devil out of that guy and let's get him free so he can experience the fullness of Christ. What happens is we begin to see things from a different vantage point. You know, people start coming to us with foolishness. When you die, you just disappear and vanish into the cosmos. But then you come back as a frog or whatever animal that you are attracted to when you're little. We're able to tell people, no, when you die, you go into heaven or you go into hell. And when you die, your body may be gone, but you're not gone. You can still think, you can still know, you can still, you can still speak. You just can't communicate with this realm anywhere, but you're going somewhere. You're either going up or you're going down. And so some of these guys, they get on television, they're deceiving people, making a lot of money because they're telling them stuff that's crazy, but we're able to discern that's not the truth. But watch this. He says, but he who is spiritual discerns or judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged or discerned, he says, by no one. From a natural man's standpoint, people, they can't truly, they don't truly understand who you are. So stop trying to make them understand who you are. They're not supposed to. They can't. So when they call us crazy, say, praise the Lord. I'm crazy for Jesus. When they say you're just a religious fanatic, well, I don't know if I'm all that, but I'm going to walk with Jesus for the rest of my life, I'll tell you that. What I'm saying is, saints, right now we're in a, there's a cultural war going on. It's all over the television, all over the news. What's the church's response? The church's response is, for, should be for us to be authentically Christian and not move our mark and make sure that we don't get into a mental war. But let it be about the demonstration of the spirit and a power so that when people do come to faith, their faith isn't in the wisdom of man, but it's in the power of God. That they cling to God and they learn to, to, to cling to God, not in how deep we can appear. This is what's going on in the culture. And I wanted to share this message with you because I know that in this room, in my spirit, some some of some of. Some people in this room, you may be fighting with people too much, and you don't need to. You huffing and puffing, leaving the meeting. Wow, wow. You huffing and puffing. See, I knew a Lord, you get somebody else to talk to them. We huffing and puffing, leaving the meeting. We shouldn't be. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But this is what the Bible says, and let's move on. Saints, that's how we overcome. You cannot find, I'm going to close with this, you cannot find one place in this scriptures, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where Jesus was up fighting with people all day. It's not in here. He would say, let the dead bury the dead, but you come follow me. And he'd move on. He said, you, you want to come after me? He said, you need to sell everything you got, give it to the poor, and then come and follow me. All right, I'm out of here.
He wouldn't get into a bunch of fighting with people and arguing and bantering back and forth and wasting time and money and effort and because it was the power of God. It wasn't him trying to outwit people. The Pharisees and the Sadducees would come and, and, and try to trip him up in his words and he wouldn't get into it. He'd say what he needed to say and he was the master of one-liners and he would move on. Saints, I want to share this with you because we can't take the bait as a Christian. The devil wants you to start fighting, but fighting the wrong way. All your Facebook posts, all you're doing is Facebooking your friends. You're not even talking to the people that really need to hear your message. Stay away from it. Stay away. All these gays, they need to, they need to stop it. And you telling, well, why don't you go down to San Francisco and say some stuff like that? You talking to all the people that know. I'm tired of everybody. I'm tired of this, that, and the other. I'm gonna move to the, to Antarctica, getting away from every human being. Father, we pray today that you would help us as a church to be people that do not get into this war and fight the wrong way. Lord, we want to fight the right way. And Lord, we thank you that for Apostle Paul, as wise as he was, as acclaimed as he was, as many things that he knew when he spoke to those who were of Jewish descent, he did not get into big fightings with them. He did not get into big wars with them. And Lord, I pray for us that you would help us to be people that stand for the truth and that are people that fight, but we fight the right way. That, Lord, we do not get swept up into this cultural war and battle to the place to where we lose the testimony of Christ. Lord, we're going to stand for what's right. We're going to stand for the truth. But we're not going to try to just appeal to people, Lord, on an intellectual basis. And we're going to do it under the inspiration of your spirit and with power. It's the demonstration of your spirit that makes the difference. And Lord, we're not confused. People are going to call, call us foolish and what we believe foolish. You've said it in your Bible. But Lord, we understand it. And so when we're dealing with people, Lord, help us to win the lost by staying within the confines and boundaries of your will as we engage. That our engagement is not out of emotion, not out of a pride, not of a, an intellectual arrogance. Lord, help us to do what you do, did. You said what you had to say and you walked away. And then you allowed your words to move. God, we want your word to move in our communities. We want your word through your spirit to move in our homes and with our family members. But we don't want our family members to be turned off because every time we see them, we're always preaching. God, we want them to know the truth and let our lives speak well as well as our words. Let our words and our lives bring clarity. And Father, I just pray that as a church, we would excel in wisdom. We would excel in knowledge that we would excel in how to engage the culture without getting caught up in the culture, that we wouldn't become angry and bitter and revengeful towards the culture, 
but that we would stand as beacons of light, bearing the gospel and letting people know that we know you and the power of your resurrection. Father, I just ask today that you would forgive us for any pride, any self-righteousness in our own hearts. Well, we always got to win the, the argument. Lord, we're not in this for that. We want you to be glorified in people's lives. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to share this chapter, which is so important for us. Lord, it's through your spirit that we understand those things that have been freely given to us. It's through your spirit. Everything that's given to us through your spirit. And God, we just give you praise. Lord, I just ask today that you would teach us the value of walking away. I just feel this this morning that you would te- there's people in here this morning that need to learn how to walk away. You do not have to win the argument. Let God's power and his word work. You don't have to win it. Sometimes the victories don't come later. And today we're going to lay this stuff down on the altar. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925 925- 292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.